Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL podcast channel. In this episode today, we are going to be going over some recent roster news. We finally have a little bit more uh, talking about some acquisitions with FaZe Clan. Uh, some people are accusing pros of hacking after the beta and going to talk about uh, a little hypothetical between Halo and COD and then wrap it up. Not a ton to talk about this week as we're getting closer and closer to the game releasing just about two weeks, uh, three weeks away right now. So probably going to be a pretty short episode, but um, it's that time of the offseason. You guys expect it and we're about to be into weeks of long episodes. Cool. So I'm sure you guys won't mind if you guys enjoy this one. Be sure to leave a like, comment and subscribe. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five star review. Without further ado, let's just jump right into this one. Brock, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good on this fine Monday, you know. A little warmer than I expected to be, to be, to be honest. You know, it's a little, not not too nice out, it looks like. <laughs> no. Other, other than that, um, pretty good day so far. Yeah, um, and we don't have a ton to talk about, so it's probably, like I said, going to be a pretty quick episode. Really, I have like five or six topics. It might be like a 20-minute episode, but we're at that point of the year, and we'll make up for it when we have like an hour and a half long episode following a yep. tournament or something. Um so let's jump into it. Kind of the funny news that uh, I saw. This was this was a while ago, but it was like just after uh, like the weekend after we had last recorded. But, um, you know, Reddit, they found Dashy's clips. They think he's hacking. <laughs> um, honestly, if you're a complete noob and, you know, haven't seen a lot of gameplay, I can kind of understand it. His POV does look absolutely insane mm-hmm. at times. Like the snaps he has, they're like some of the best snaps and best aim i've ever seen and i've watched cod uh and played cod for a very long time um but i think yeah. it's funny it was like a, a clip of him on skid row or whatever uh, just beaming people and they think like his awareness is too good like they think he has walls because these people just aren't used to the minimap being normal mm-hmm. yeah no I, I could definitely see it if you know i was a noob and you know never th- never saw heard of dash before and seen how like picture perfect his aim is yeah i mean if he doesn't have the best shot in all of Call of Duty, he is right up there amongst the best. There are very few people, probably count him on one hand, maybe that have better just pure aim than mm-hmm. him. And obviously, any pro has, at least in pubs and compared to the average player, has very good map awareness and awareness of what's going on. They know where people are coming from better than most. Um, and the dude is absolutely snapping, so Reddit is all over him saying he's hacking. Like Some of the comments are so funny because... like. I get it. There's plenty of people that play video games and don't even know like esports exists or like the CDL exists. But it's like so funny that people were like commenting on there like this dude has Call of Duty Pro with like pro in air quotes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what does that even mean? Like, he's he's just using walls. He's not a pro. Mm -hmm. No, he he definitely has some of the best names I've ever seen. And and he also does, you know, he's like he doesn't waste bullets on enemies after shooting, which is impressive. And his aim is like. It's hard to describe, but his aim is not only like insane, it's like really snappy. Like mm-hmm. it's not like he just has like fine aim where like once he gets to the target, like he's pretty accurate. It's like he snaps. Like his in his POV, like you said, he doesn't waste bullets, which to me is one of the hardest things. Like I always notice when I like see my gameplay back, it's like when I get a kill, I always waste like an extra like two or three bullets. Like I shoot just like a little too long. Yeah. Pass when the guy's already dead, but him, you're not wrong. Like and a lot of pros are like that. It's so, like when they shoot. When that last bullet hits the person and kills them, they are done. Like they don't have to shoot any extra bullets. They don't waste any time. Or I feel like a lot of like random people that obviously aren't pro level. Like it's such a little thing, but like I shoot an extra bullet or two like on accident because I, I don't have fast enough reaction time to stop it instantly. Yeah, just the, just the little things. Yeah, and it is also pretty funny. It is a lot of practice, but also just God given genes. 
Yeah, I mean, just like any sport or anything, like at a professional level, yeah, it is. Obviously, it's a lot of hard work, but some people, just like in sports, like it takes a lot of hard work regardless, but some people just have a little bit more natural ability than others. Yeah. So, the um, Dash is hacking, I guess. All right. Yeah, Dash is <laughs> cheating, banned from the league. Yep. Uh, <laughs> in other news, FaZe was acquired again um, by GameSquare. Sounds like they're also the owners of Complexity. I believe those two played, like Complexity and FaZe, like played in like a CS tourney finals or something. Really? Uh, this weekend, I thought it was CS. I'd have to look it up. I know I didn't really tune in, but I'm fairly certain it was CS. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yep, Complexity versus FaZe Clan. Um, funny that they were just acquired by the same... Uh, like parent organization, then played each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some good news for OG phase fans. You know, as weird as this sounds, like as much of a like COD fan and everything I was growing up, and this isn't like a knock on them, I never really watched like the phase guys. Like, um, as weird as it sounds, like I was never really, I've never been like a big fan of like sniping. Like I never really like quick scoped or much besides like with friends and like private lobbies. Like I wasn't like mm-hmm. online quick scoping and stuff and like. Never been that big of a fan of sniping, which was like obviously a huge thing that a lot of people love back in the day from FaZe. Yep. So like the OG FaZe brand, I understand it means a ton in esports, but like to me personally, it doesn't mean a whole lot because like when I really got into like watching gaming content, it was seriously like straight into like competitive mostly. So that's why yep. I was like gravitated more towards Optic because they had like a lot of their competitive players um like making content. Mm-hmm. So I was more interested in that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and like watching tournaments. So like this acquisition doesn't mean as much to like childhood me like it probably does to a lot of people but it is pretty cool to see banks uh, back as the ceo temper as the president and then apex as the coo so pretty cool i'd love to see it for me i watched a little bit like of their like what live comp quick scoping free-for-all videos but mostly it was like uh, the face house like the vlogs yeah i feel like there's a lot of people like that yeah and then when doug would go there and vlog it too yeah, that was actually like the one phase guy I watched back in the day was like Doug's like random vlogs and like his like tournament videos and clips and stuff like that. I would like watch him because like I feel like everybody in the COD community when the whole Unet thing was happening, he went like super viral. Yeah. And like everybody was like tooting and just like, what the hell is going on with this dude? Like he just retired from competitive COD, just full sent it, went to, to meet a girl in Mexico and like the whole COD community was like cheering our boy on. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Good old Doug. <laughs> yeah, so cool for phase though and cool for fans of like the og phase and and cool for those boys because obviously temper apex banks all the og phase guys the brand means a lot to them obviously they're like the ones who built it up and made it what it is today and like i mean phase is one of those brands like even more so than optic phase is definitely more popular in like pop culture Mm -hmm. um phase is like one of those brands that like you could talk to like any random person i feel like that's our age uh like any random dude is gonna know like if you mentioned something about phase, I feel like everybody knows like, oh, trick shots or like, oh, quick scoping or like they know like Pomage or like some random person, like almost any dude like our age, I feel like. Uh, and even a lot of girls that, you know, if they're if they play games like they, a lot of them have heard of phase at the very least. Yeah. Phase is massive worldwide. And how many like celebrities you randomly see doing collabs or like signing. You got like Bronny and like Kyler Murray and mm-hmm. all these random people. Um like joining phase or talking about phase like Lil Yachty, I think was a member yep. of phase for a while. I remember Snoop Dogg was like on the board of advisors or something. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. 
Oh man. No, it's good to see uh, you know, like Banks Temper Apex back, you know, at the helm. Yeah, and they've been talking about forever, like all those guys trying to get it back. So sounds yep. sounds like Still. they have that and hopefully Still can up. take it where they believe it's meant to go. Because it's kind of like hex with optic. Like business people can come in and try to do whatever they want, but the the people that built it really, really know what's best for it. Yeah. The OGs are back at the top. Yeah. Good to see. Um mm-hmm. all right, back to some more like COD roster news. Journey announced that he's competing in challengers at the start of the season. So it looks like heretics are going forward with a roster of Vickle, Eric Boom, Lucky, and Metals. Obviously, because Journey was the the fifth player yep. that they had announced. So him saying he's gonna be competing in challengers means that uh, unless something crazy happens, that roster of Vickle, Eric Boom, Lucky, and Metals will be playing uh for the miami heretics cdl team interesting um from what i remember i swear journey was like a flex or like a maddox yep he was for that um for that heretics team in bo4 which is very interesting because uh vickle obviously more of a sub player Uh, i think eric boom is more of a sub player i remember metals always being more of a sub player and i do believe lucky was another one that ran a a flex yeah i would assume lucky's probably going to play an ar but interesting because from my knowledge i thought i know vickle and metals for sure in the past have been subs maybe eric boom's going to be another flex but i I thought he was a sub too but maybe not maybe i'm wrong um just don't know as much about these players as we haven't seen them in much pro action but yeah journey one of the the vets from the og heretics not on the starting roster it sounds like as of now yeah Yeah, i would have thought he would have been on the starting roster so would I. i i thought for sure, Vickle was going to be just because of his experience last year in CDL, and he overall was a pretty good player. And then, just because of how hyped he seemed, Eric Boom mm-hmm. seemed like he would he would be a, a part of the roster. I thought Vickle and being lucky, Journey and Metals, like three of the OG Heretics guys. I thought they probably choose two of them. But from what I remember, like Journey was so good, so I'm I'm just surprised that he's not in there. I would have felt like the odd man I would be at the start of the season at least would be Metals. Yeah, he's been around for a while as well. He was he even started like a little bit back on that Toronto Ultra team in MW. Okay. Started like a little bit and, you know, has been around for a while. But all those guys have been around for a while because they were on the, the BO4 team. Yep. So excited to see this team with a bunch of passion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also just kind of interested in uh, just what this roster is going to look like because if this was a different team, you know, with more players we had seen in like around even NA or even even the EU scene doesn't really matter, I guess, what's seen, but players that we had seen more in the pro league, like you and I would potentially have more like strong opinions on it. It's just players that we don't know that well. So I'm excited to see how they form because they're going to have a lot of people rooting for them. Like people don't think so because like a lot of the these people might not know these players, but they're going to they're going to have a pretty big fan base pulling for them. Oh, yeah, they definitely will. So we got to see the the boys in action in what December January? Hopefully, hopefully December. Probably somehow like February. Yeah, something like that always happens. <laughs> Excited to see them though, because once again, I I think it can only be good for the CDL if this team performs really really well, mm-hmm. because it's going to get Spain and a lot of those Spanish speaking fans, you know, behind them. Uh, and I mean, we all know that EU teams can compete with the best of them, but just prove more that like more untapped regions from the EU side of things like Spain can compete because most of the players we see uh, over from Europe are like UK pretty much. Yeah. Like a good portion of them. So it'd be good to see like a bunch of Spanish players come over and prove that, Hey, 
you know, the United Kingdom is not the only country over here in Europe that can produce some good COD players. So it'd be really cool to see. Maybe they're not going to win events or anything, but it'd be cool to like see them consistently competing for like top sixes or something. Oh yeah, definitely. Just like the Heretics team was back in Black Ops Four. Yeah, they're always out of nowhere. And, you, you know, never, they, yeah, the the pack. They're like kind of always like in the middle of the pack, top six, top twelve. Yeah. And you never felt like they were gonna like go out and win a tournament, but you always knew like when they were playing a match, like they're gonna stick around in this match. They're gonna make it interesting. Like they could upset anyone. Like mm-hmm. if they were playing a top team like a hundred T uh or like an E United, you never thought they were gonna come out and win, but you were like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, push to a map four, maybe push it to a map five, and you're never gonna be completely shocked if they upset somebody. Yeah. Uh, also, from what I remember, it seems like the Black Ops Four Heretics team I feel like would never never get blown out. They always like be close matches. I kind of remember the same thing. I mean, I'm sure they at times like any team did get blown out, but I I kind of remember the same thing as well. Like it seemed like it was a, a lot of pretty close matches overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now on to some more somber, sad news. Uh, we had talked about just last week the the rumored Vegas roster included like Purge and Mac and those boys. I, I believe it was and Standy and whoever. Um, but then Mac announced on Twitter just a few days ago that he's not going to be competing to start uh, the MW3 season because his mom is currently battling cancer. So super unfortunate to hear. Obviously, Mac mm-hmm. is an incredible player, pretty quiet player. So we don't hear like a ton about his personal life or like his personality. But seems like from all accounts, everybody that plays them and interacts with them seems to love him. And it's sad to hear. Hopefully, um Everything is all right for him, and we see him back. But more importantly than seeing him back in the CDL, hopefully everything is okay with his family and his mom gets better. Yep. Thoughts and prayers to Mac's family. Yeah, tough situation, and man, that that Seattle search camp from last year is just, they're going through it. Tough times for those guys. I know Accuracy's mom, last year, like during the season, she was battling cancer, and now um, mm-hmm. Mac is unfortunately have to having to go through the same thing, so... Hopefully, more importantly than seeing him back in the CDL, hopefully everything gets sorted out and um, his mom is able, you know, to get back to good health. Yep. Just a lot of stress on him. Yeah. I I can't even imagine him trying to compete to start the year while also going through that. Like, still, I can't imagine how it was for accuracy. And you know what? Accuracy played pretty darn well last year through all that stress. Um, Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine how, how he would even be able to play through the stress like that and would would not envy any player who tried to do that. So I absolutely do not blame him for, for stepping away and doing what's best for his family. You can never blame a player or a person in anything uh, doing that. Yep, definitely. So it's good. Shout back. out to Mac. We're thinking of you always supporting you. Of course. Uh, quiet quiet right. player, like you said. Doesn't yeah, quiet. Like personality wise, you don't know a lot about him, but mm-hmm. you know, always somebody's a good dude when, um, they're quiet and you don't hear a lot about them. Sometimes that's a, a free pass for people to, you know, like make jokes and like talk trash about them on Twitter. But nobody does that. And everybody always seems to have such positive interactions with him. So that tells you all you need to know about the person, really. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Moving on to some interesting, uh, an interesting post I saw on Twitter. It was talking about so now six players across just Halo and COD. We're talking about here have three world championship rings. Uh, one in total on the other titles. Obviously, like a guy like Formal was very close to mm-hmm. getting that this past weekend. He would have had three across the two titles. But um, now we're looking at three new Halo players in the three rings club, which is Snakebite, Royal 2, and Frosty. 
Uh, and the interesting question was proposed if you had to make a team of four to compete in both games, they were going to compete in both Halo and COD. Which four would you pick to try to win a chip in both games? Uh, I'm interested to hear what you think. To me and what most people thought, there seems to be two pretty obvious picks here to start yeah. your roster. I mean, it's the two that have won events or like played at a high level in both games. Like to my knowledge, Clay and Karma never really played competitive Halo at any events. I know Snakebite tried for like a couple events in Ghosts, and I think Royal Two might have done it. Like when Enable and Formal and all those guys came over when Halo was really struggling. Okay, I think Royal Two was also in that wave. I know for sure Snakebite was tried like a few events. And obviously, we know Frosty has played uh, plenty of if COD. He even won a few home series with the Florida Mutineers. So to me, it seems like the obvious two picks are Crim and Frosty because they've played each game. Yep, definitely. Like, you have to pick those two. I mean, Frosty has event wins in COD and three world championships. He's like arguably one of the greatest Halo players ever. And then Crim, I don't believe has any wins in Halo, but tons of tournament experience. So hard not to pick him. So then I feel like you got to go maybe one of each. And I'm curious to hear what you think. If Krim and Frosty, am I getting like the, like prime and like yeah just, yeah I think that's part of it. Prime. You're getting their absolute peak. Okay, I'm going absolute peak. I think I have to go with Karma. Yeah, and I don't really know much about Snake Bite, so I'll pick Royal too because apparently he's like a god. This one point three is one point two. Yeah, just Halo, <laughs> an all time Slayer, and I would agree. This question is tough for us because like. We know COD history pretty pretty damn well, but Halo history, like I know a lot of names and I know like generally what their play style is, but like I I admittedly like don't know enough about Halo to like dive into why I would pick Royal Two or why I'd pick Snakebite, but I just thought the question was interesting. I think you have to pick Crimin Frosty, like we said. I think I'm also picking Karma just from the fact that I think the COD fit mm-hmm. is better. Like Clay and Crim we saw recently uh in more recent titles, yikes. Oh yeah. <sighs> Not a fit Vanguard. in Vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah obviously those guys in their prime play together incredible they could certainly do it in the right title in their prime but it seems like karma is just the more natural fit next to to crim cod wise and i feel like with the way karma is just good at every game he picks up i feel like he could be pretty damn good at halo and i'm sure he played a lot back in the day oh yeah um and then i don't know it seems like snake bite is always such like a glue guy on his halo teams and once again people that watch a lot of halo you could maybe prove me so wrong because i don't really know that well i know royal 2 is like known as such a slayer and just putting up numbers and just like always does it but i feel like snake bites an interesting pick and i just want to be a little different than what you picked yeah because mm-hmm. I, I i mean i could be completely wrong but it, from what everybody says he's like a super selfless teammate and just like does all the dirty work so i feel like having prime frosty crim and karma they can slay a lot and don't get me wrong snake bite can shoot there's no question about that but we've heard he's like a, a selfless player so i feel like he could he could fit really good on any team of superstars yeah I mean, you can't you can't can't really go wrong. I would say no. I mean, it's it's crazy because like guys like Clay and Karma, we never really saw them in Halo, obviously. But I'm sure uh, maybe they're not going to go over and dominate. But give them time with how good they are on COD. Sure, they could pick up Halo and be a pretty solid pro. And uh, we've seen Frosty be a very good pro in in COD. And with the talent that Snakebite and Royal Two had, if they put their full time into COD and really went at it, um, especially when they were younger. Sure, they would have turned out to be at least very good, like league average players at the absolute worst. I'm sure they would have been better than that. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So that was an interesting question, and I'm sure some of you that are huge Halo fans like absolutely loved thinking about that. I, I like Halo, and I like watching it. I just am not always like super 
super like I'm not watching every match and like every tournament. I, I tune into to big matches and stuff. Yeah, I'll tune into a little bit of the Halo world. <laughs> yeah. Interesting if the time I started to get into esports was more when like Halo esports was on its kind of like decline. But you mm-hmm. know, if I would have gotten into esports a little earlier, who knows? I might not even be making a a CDL podcast today because man, I was like when I was younger, like MW two days. I was like way, way, way more into Halo. Like Halo Three and Halo Reach were my games before I kind of hopped on like Black Ops One. Yeah, Halo is a uh, holds a special place in my heart. That's why, like, whenever we get a chance to talk a little Halo on here, especially in the off season, we'll we'll talk a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Speaking of, I mean, more guys that come from Halo, Puckett and Krim uh, were named as members of the Lifetime Achievement Class uh, of 2023 at the esports awards super cool um guys that are obviously very deserving i mean one of them the greatest of all time in his esport uh prim six and then yep. pocket i mean i don't really have to say anything about pocket legend across uh halo cod i believe overwatch league for a while just all across esports like an absolutely legendary caster and host i mean if you watch esports there's a pretty good chance you've heard pocket uh do an event or cast a match it's a household name in the esports. Yeah, one of the legends, and we're glad he's back in COD. Hopefully, I don't know if he's like officially announced he's back in COD, but really hoping he's back uh, hosting yep. the desk next year because he's he's very good at it. Oh yeah, definitely very good. Yeah. All right, and then our last thing, you know, that's it. We're at about the twenty minute mark, but like I said, going to be a shorter episode today, and I'm sure we'll make up for it uh, with plenty and plenty of of longer episodes during the season. But Zuma. We talked about it before, like he wasn't nominated, but uh, I guess maybe they they add more nominees. And as we go, he was officially nominated for esports content creator of the year for the esports awards. Very well deserved. We talked about it and we mentioned it like Scump. I mean, obviously always deserving of these awards. The dude just puts up numbers like nobody else, especially in COD. But I really felt that Zuma because, you know, Scump did it like for most of the year. He retired pretty early in the year, but like Zuma's been grinding and grinding and grinding for years in terms of like esports content creation and really like the main source of his content creation does come from esports obviously like the flank watch parties stuff like that uh and he's never gonna pull like the viewership of scum most likely just because scump has that crazy following oh yeah that is just pretty much impossible for anybody especially in call of duty uh mm-hmm. to to overcome so zuma if you're just gonna compare numbers of course scump is gonna win but just the impact zoom's had in his grind i feel like it's very good that we're we're recognizing him and there's like this weird debate, I feel like, on Twitter, like when you mention that, like Zuma's so deserving, everybody's like, well, Scump also deserves it, or like Scump deserves it, like Zuma shouldn't be up here. Like, I'm not a big fan of that debate because, like, both, why can't they both deserve it? They both definitely <laughs> they deserve both it. They both deserve it. Mm-hmm. Good to see Zuma's getting the recognition. Yeah, and he deserves it. Cause like I said, if you're just going to go off numbers, of course, Scump's going to win. Yeah. And, and he's like always going to win over pretty much anybody that comes from the COD scene because he's like the the most followed person. The only person that could ever compete with him numbers wise was Nate Shot. Yep. Yep. I agree. Also, Zuma, what a like transition for him from like you know playing playing COD and yeah. having the hand injury and like didn't really know what to do after that. So he made the flank. You know, here well, he is today. And wasn't like a super prevalent content creator in his days playing. Like he didn't create unless I was completely oblivious and missed it, which I could have. I don't think he was like a super heavy content creator during his playing days. Like he definitely had a personality and like on Twitter and like would appear in videos and stuff. And you could always tell like this dude's got like a, a good personality to be on camera and stuff. But I don't think he was like 
super grinding the content game until the later stage of his career. Yeah. I I don't did he even have a YouTube until like I'm sure he recently? did. But maybe just not posting a ton on it. Yeah. My guess would be like he I mean, my guess he'd be like in attached his videos and that's where he got popularity. Yeah, maybe just phase videos, yeah. Or phase videos as well, yeah. Because he's obviously on phase for a number, number, number of years while competing. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to Zuma because very well deserved. And it's crazy that there are people out there that are like seem to be like it has to be Zuma or Scump, but they, they can both coexist because they're they're both killing it. Yep. I definitely all agree right. with that. That's all we got on the docket today, though. Like I said, going to be a pretty short episode, 20 something minutes here, about 25 minutes and then get you out of here unless you, you've got anything else, Brock. No, just waiting for the season and the game to come out. <laughs> Less than a month, you know. And if, that. if we're even getting a kickoff event in December, like, hey, we're maybe two months away then because it'd probably be less than two months because I would assume we're not going to have an, uh, an event on, like, December 23rd, which would be about exactly two months because getting very close to, to Christmas and then a majority of the player base is going to be celebrating that with their family. So I would assume it's probably going to happen early December if we're going to get, like, a, a not-counted-for-CDL standings kickoff event. Yeah. So also, we seem to get that sometimes. Yeah. Also, just excited for the game to come out so then the pros can, you know, start scrimming, watch some screams, and see how the, the game plays. Yeah. And also, plays. for like games that I play, it's like a pretty dry time right now. I don't really have many games I play. So I'm excited for myself that when I want to sit down and play some games, I'll have, I'll have COD to grind. Yep. Same here. All right. That's going to do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe on youtube drop a follow drop a five star review on the audio platforms like i said a little shorter one today but we're in that point where we're just itching for the season to start and not as much stuff to talk about as the rosters are mostly set in stone although we got a couple of you we're still waiting on uh so that's gonna do it for this one and we will see you guys in the next one